I got to a point where I would just be so busy thinking negative thoughts all day long and it would affect me in every way possible that I sat one night in my bed looking at the clock as it passed midnight. And I said to myself, this day is never coming back. And I didn't even smile today. And that's that was so deep for me that it hit me. I was like, wait a second. Like while I'm busy sitting here thinking about whatever it is that's going on with me and I haven't even smiled today, man, how am I going to do this for like a decade? How Do I want to live like this? And it was just a huge <laughs> yeah. moment of like, I don't want to go another day where I don't even smile once in the day. That's awful. It doesn't matter what I have to do. I'm going to make sure that I get some happiness out of this day because this is not coming back. Hello, everyone. I'm Abhinav Jain, and this is the Real Abhinav Audio Experience. Welcome to the Real Abhinav Audio Experience. This is your host, Abhinav Jain, and I aspire to make this podcast go beyond the surface. In this podcast, I intend to bring you insights from the topmost performers, no matter what industry they're in. We talk about how they've done things differently to grow their minds and keep their physical and mental health in shape. My mission with this podcast is to help overwhelmed individuals learn ways to reduce their depression, anxiety, and live with peace and love. I just want to take a moment to thank our sponsors, Blossom Media Studio. Thank you so much for creating and distributing my podcast and taking away literally every single thing that's involved with podcasting so I can just spend the time to talk to my guests and create great episodes. Hello and welcome back, everyone. Today on the show, we have Mr. Justin Reeves joining us from the East Coast and his son, Josiah, on the left. And uh, on social, you can find him as JD, the author. Justin, how are you today? I'm great. I'm great. I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. Dude, I'm happy you're here, too. Josiah, how are you today? Awesome. Awesome. I'm glad. Both of you, father and son, thank you so much for giving me the time today on a Friday, late at night. Obviously, you know, it's the East Coast. The sun's already down. We're sitting in the West Coast here. So first and foremost, before we get too far, Justin, maybe you could give us our audience a little background about who you are and, and what you do now, and then we'll dig right into your story. I'm, I'm Justin, Justin Reed, also known as JD. Most people do know me as JD. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do now, I'm actually an author. I have a book dropping next month. Um, I also have a book publishing company. I'm looking to publish other people's books. Mm. What a story to tell. Who's similar? Who comes from similar backgrounds and similar situations as me? Will you tell us a little bit about your background? My background. Um, I grew up, I was born in New York, grew up in New York, moved down south. Uh, I lived, I, I was a, I was grew, I was born in foster care. Okay. Strange as I was a crack baby. Um, so I had to grow up in foster care, different foster homes. And from there, I, I embarked on a journey that, that led me to the streets. And I had to do a lot of things, some most of, mostly some of them I'm not proud of, but I, it is what it is. It was life, and I survived, and I'm here. How long ago were you still on the streets, and then and then to where you are now? You know, um, on the streets, in the streets. Um, it's a little bit um, of both. Um, on the streets, I'm actually I started my um, book publishing company and started writing this book that I'm currently working on in in the homeless shelter with my kids living. 
homeless shelter with my kids. We've been out of there almost about eight months now. Wow. So, um, but industries, um, I've really been in out of the streets working on it for a few months now. So this is a journey. That's why the book is called post-traumatic streets disorder, a battle within. It's about my journey about mm-hmm. battling the battles, the, the, the traumas that take being traumatized in the streets and, um, the battles I face of getting out of them. Wow. Post traumatic street disorder is the name of the book, Justin, that you're writing. And just to recap, if you guys didn't hear that properly, this man started writing his book while he was living in a homeless shelter. And he's only really been out of the streets just for a few months. I can't even imagine how rough it was for you last year going through the pandemic, uh, you know, and how that affected you. It was, it was tough. Um, I was a single dad with three kids. Um, at the time, my son was two, so I had to learn to potty train him. Uh, I had I had Josiah and I had my middle son, and it was it was tough. I I don't even know how I made it through, to be honest with you. And but I I persevered. I kept going, mm. and actually, as you'll find out in the book, you'll find out that it was because of them. They got me through. They carried me the whole time. You think I'm carrying them? They actually carried me. Wow. That's incredible, man. I mean, I don't even know how to really dissect this properly, but I want to hear more about like the mindset of someone who probably from the beginning felt that the the whole game was not really set up for you to succeed, right? Like you were, as you said, you were born, you know, not in the best situation. You said yourself like you were a crack baby and I can understand how that might have been in your life and, and maybe growing up with not the best parenting. I'm not sure I'm assuming here but maybe you can tell me some more about kind of how you grew up and, and what kind of impact that had on your mental health and your state of mind. Um, so basically um, the impact, the way I grew up was, it was pretty rough. I didn't really have parents. I, I grew up in different foster homes. I did eventually get adopted by a family that I was living with. Mm-hmm. I was in and out their home a lot. I did eventually get adopted, but by the time they adopted me, I was lost. Hmm. By the time I was nine, I seen my first murder. Wow. Witnessed it. So uh, I actually hit my first my first blunt of marijuana at nine years old. Um, I've been abused physically, mentally, sexually by um, women. Um, and growing up, it was dark. Like I had a lot of days I wanted to kill myself. Um, even as a teenager, uh, I actually have, it's in the book. I have a story in there. Well, I talk about when I was in high school and I held a gun and I put it to my head and I I tried to go, I tried to click it and it didn't go off. Hmm. It just clicked. For some reason, it didn't go off and I'm still here. Wow. But the mind the mindset of it, it really just is survival. And that's it, it's just making it through the day. Was there the, ever Sorry to interrupt, but was there ever uh, a moment or a person or, or, or something that was almost a, a guiding light to you in this dark time in your life that helped you to see that it, things could be better than they were? Yeah, the moments came when I seen, I had a few people come along my life. Once again, you will read about I had a few, I did, I did, was fortunate enough to have a few people come along, but the moment for me to want more 
came because I knew life had to be more than this. I knew that this wasn't life. And and I actually got to see a lot of signs of life because my my foster parents actually lived in the when I um when I was eleven, I went to the juvenile detention center for two years. So when I came out, my 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 adopted parents at the time was living in the suburbs. And moving there, I got to see a whole different side of life. You got a kid from New York who's been in the streets and who's who's been doing all these crazy things, end up getting incarcerated at a young age, coming home, and he's in a whole different different atmosphere. And the atmosphere I was in was a more suburban area. And seeing those things actually made me want more out of life. Mm-hmm. Want, want. I knew, I seen kids who was privileged. I seen kids with two-parent homes. I seen kids who, who, wanted, who wanted more out of life, who was preparing to go to college. And all I wanted to do was be alive. When I was 18, that's all my dream was, to be alive when I was 18. I didn't have no big goals when I was younger coming up. I didn't have nothing particularly I wanted to do or what I wanted to be. As you're going to read, my whole life was spent trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Wow, what a perspective that is for for our listeners, right? Like a lot of young adults that listen to our podcast, you know, most of them feel lost in their life now. They feel like they're stuck. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of them smoke too much weed these days because it's very available. You know, these days it's so easy to get and so quick to get high that most of them have checked out. I mean, they may not be in a survival-like situation that you were going through, but many of them feel stuck. Many of them tell me that they hate school, that they don't know what to do with their life, that they don't have any passions, they don't have any clue on what they want to do, yet they still want to improve, you know? And I'm curious to hear from someone like you, what perspective or what advice would you offer to the younger uh, generation that is going through this type of mindset? You know, knowing what you know and how difficult it can actually be, you know, what would you tell someone that just keeps thinking that they're they're stuck and there's no way out? I would say personally to look within, to look within that same strength that gets you up in the morning, that makes you go to the next day, that, that little bit of strength, you got to find the small, the small victories. Mm-hmm. And that's what I started to do. I started to find my small victories. Um, that's what I made it today. You know, if, if you're in school, if, if um, whether you get a, a, a C or B, you just know hey, I can do better than this, and you fight and you fight and you keep going, and and you know you want more, even if you don't got it figured out. Most people don't got it figured out. It's okay, right. it's okay. You just plan and you just you just plan and you just go after it, and you don't take no, and you, you fight for everything you want. And in that same strength that made you get up and made you go to the next day, that made you keep going. That if it's a job you don't like or whatever, that same strength that and made you go inside that place or whatever you're doing is the same strength you can use to find what you need to do with your life. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. When I was at my lowest point in that shelter, um, my back was against the wall. I didn't, I was, I was ready to tap out, but it took Josiah, it took my junior, it took Justice, who was two at the time, to, to give me hugs every day, to, to pull me, to, to, to say, Daddy, I got you, Daddy, I love you, man. And and I just found purpose in that alone. So mm-hmm. find purpose in something, whether it, whatever you love to do, find purpose in that. I've got a quick favor to ask of you. 
If you've been enjoying this podcast, I'd really appreciate if you could take one minute of your time and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way and I'd really, really, really appreciate it. If you've already done that, thank you again. Please share this episode with someone you know, a friend or family member, download the episode or share the link, whatever works for you. Now let's get back to it. Would you say that finding purpose that's bigger than you or outside of you is a, is a more, uh, it's a more enduring driver than if it was just about like you looking out for yourself? Um, yeah, in a sense, because it is to me, you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of anybody else. Right. That's true. I agree with that. So if my mental is not right, if my mental health is not together, if, if I'm always down, then I can't even raise them. I can't give them no knowledge. And I had to acknowledge that myself. So there's nothing wrong with, with and I think that's a misconception about taking care of yourself. And people feel like sometimes you have to be selfish. Sometimes you have to say, okay, I got to do what's best for me. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with that. And then within doing that, you will find purpose in helping others. Because once you're able to lift yourself up, you'll be able to lift other people up. Gotcha, gotcha. I have a question for Mr. Josiah over there. So Josiah, tell me, what is it that you love about daddy the most? A good question. He's a good listener. Is that what you said? He said that's a good question. Oh, he said it's a good question. Okay. Well, you can think about it. We can come back to you. No problem. Everything. everything. Well, hey, wow. that's a great answer. You know, that really tells me more than I could probably get from just reading your book, my friend, because, you know, I don't think kids uh, can potentially hide from being influenced. They're like sponges, as far as I can tell. So if he loves everything about you, I can tell that you're a good dad and you're doing all the good things that you can for your kids. Um, one thing that intrigued me is the shirt that you're wearing. It says addictive on there. Is there, you care to elaborate what that's about? Oh, this is, Thank you for asking. This is one of my friends. He got a clothing line. Okay. And so he's getting promotion from me today. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering if you, uh, the reason I also ask is because, you know, addiction is a, is a topic that we discuss on my podcast. Um, it's and it's something that, you know, we've actually, as of recently started to reframe addiction mindset as actually a superpower if it's channeled properly. But it can also yes. be, you know, something that's very damaging when channeled negatively, like when, when it's towards a drug addiction or when it's towards a very bad habit of, you know, maybe eating poorly uh, or, you know, you know, watching too much TV or, or consuming a lot of negative content, like very bad, you know, social media content or a lot of bad uh, controversial stuff like so it can be very, very bad. But if you are someone that gets addictive and you realize that you can also channel that in a positive way, you know, I'd love to hear your take, Justin, on potentially like being um, if you if you experienced an addictive mindset yourself. Um, um, me personally, yes. When it comes to um, it's always been in, a, in another way. I've never personally been addicted to anything. That's why I mostly stayed away from my really even when you were on the streets. And, Huh? Even yeah, uh, uh, wow. yeah, cigarettes, anything that made you addicting, um, I, I pretty much stayed away from hard drugs. Um, I, personally, I mostly sold them. I never really took them. I wasn't into taking them. Wow. So, um, Justin, really, hold on. You're telling me a man that was completely so low in his life who felt like he wanted to, you know, off himself, 
You never thought, like, maybe let me just smoke a little bit of weed to, like, you know, change my no. state. See, weed is, was different, but I've never been addicted. Like, mm. I've never been, I've always been able to put it down. Like, I see. sacrifice. Like, that was something, like, I never really needed. I never wanted to depend on anything. Mm, okay. That's why I never picked up a cigarette. I because see. I seen, I seen my friends always needed a cigarette. They always needed to smoke. So I didn't want I didn't want to be one of those people that felt like I had to have something. God. I don't I don't like that feeling. I don't want nothing to control me. I don't like to be controlled in a sense. Yeah. So I never wanted nothing that controlled me. Got it, got it. Wow, man, that's that's really powerful to hear because you know what's crazy is a lot of these younger adults that have been talking to me on TikTok. I'm sure you know about TikTok. Uh they all be telling me that they're smoking a whole lot of weed because it's so accessible. And they don't quite know how to stop. And I tell them, well, if you don't know how to stop, then that's a problem that you really need to work on fixing, right? You know, I don't know if you've helped any of your your friends or if you've helped other people who do have an addictive personality towards substances. Like, is there anything that you can share with this audience that might be of, of benefit to them if they're trying to, you know, either slow down or or change their lifestyle by, you know, smoking less drugs or anything like that? Yeah. Just, just ask yourself, what is it helping? Um, mm. I got a I got a great quote and um. 50 Cent's book, he talks about, um, in his newest book, um, he talks about basically how smoking weed can affect everything. Like, just smoking, period. Like, like it, it can, it's how it slows up your mindset and the way you'll be successful. So, for anybody that's really addicted to anything, ask yourself why. What, what's the purpose? What purpose am I gaining out of it? That's the main thing. Just ask yourself the why. Mm. And if you keep, if you don't have a why are you doing this, then then nine times out of ten you shouldn't be doing it. You well, shouldn't I, be doing this, the I, why. I'd play the devil's advocate and say, well, because I'm bored and I got nothing else going on. You know, if I'm a kid. Um, and if to me, I would say if that's if that's your mindset and you say you're bored, I feel like you could channel that energy to put it anywhere into a hobby, into being great, into being. Until being the next best-selling author, um, to being which I'm eventually gonna be, um, until being the next, um, you could be the next Denzel Washington. You could, you, your limit is so big because life is really whatever you make it. It sounds cliche, but it's really whatever you make it, and it's really about your mindset in life. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn that the hard way. Um, you are what you think. Tell me how so that how that came into your life. Like the, you are what you think. When did you start to realize that your thought process played such a big role in how your life actually unfolds? When I kept running to the same situations over and over again, over and over again. That that was it for me. It was why am I going through this? Oh, I'm not learning something. Oh, it's the way I'm thinking. My thoughts haven't changed. I started analyzing everything in my life. I had to realize that. It's the way I'm thinking. It's my mindset. It's the way I approach things. It's my negative mindset. It's the it's to take whatever life throws at me. It's not having no plan with life. It's not wanting nothing out of life and just trying just trying to figure out instead of just doing. Mm, okay. Wow, I get that. So tell me then while you were, you know, in the shelters and now you're, you know, living on your own with your three kids, you said you started writing your book. Um when did the writing of the book transform into building a business or a company uh, that, you know, wants to help other people publish? I mean, it sounds like it would be pretty scary when you don't have stable, uh, you know, home or lifestyle 
to be wanting to publish a book and also build a company. It sounds very scary to, to me, you know, at that stage in life. So tell me how that all happened and, and how it, you know, manifested. Okay. So, um, basically I've always wanted to write a book since I was 15 years old. I was, like I told you, I was in and out of the juvenile home, um, in juvenile detention centers. And at 15, I was back in there on, on, um, burglary and marijuana charges. So at this point in time, I, I did a speech. I won a speech contest, um, but just talking about my life. Uh, um, I sat down, I tried to write. Um, I was unsuccessful. Um, then when I was in the shelter, I basically was at the bottom and I had no one to talk to. I was alone. I felt like giving up and then I had nowhere to channel this. So I just started writing. And then I threw it online and then I threw it on a, a, a mental health website and so many people responded to it. And it was like a light bulb went off my head and the publishing of other people's book is the fact that I know a lot of people that, that come from similar situations that have a story to tell. They just don't have an avenue mm. to go to it, to tell this story. Right. So as I build my platform, I also want to build a platform for other people. I love that. It's almost like, you know, when you climb to the top of the mountain, you want to bring some extra rope and maybe even a ladder so other people can climb up too. That's, that's, that's me. I always thought about other people. Even when I was going through the worst, the worst of the worst, I've always cared about other people before I cared about myself. Like if, if I see somebody that needed something, I'm going to give it to them. Right. Just like tell them what we did. What we did for Father's Day. What we did for Father's Day. We like we fed the homeless. We gave them water. We gave them sandwiches. How'd that make you feel, Josiah? To do something like that? It made me feel happy. Yeah, made you feel happy when you gave someone something that you you know that they would enjoy and need. That's great, man. It's good to hear that. So, Justin, I'm curious to to hear about you know a man who's definitely not shy. Of, of facing challenges in his life because you've been that way from the beginning. How has this journey of becoming a, an author, a publisher, uh, a published author as rather, and someone who's trying to create a business around um, publishing other people, what kind of challenges have you been facing while you've been doing something like this? Doubt, self-doubt. Self-doubt. That's, That's the biggest challenge of it all. Um, so many people come up to me and say they're inspired. Um, there's, I'm talking about from the toughest of the toughest people to the most successful people have told me they're inspired by my story, mm -hmm. but I don't see myself as that. So me overcoming that is one of the biggest battles. Cause I know deep down that only thing could stop me from success is me. Nobody else can stop me. Nobody else can put limits. I limit myself. I limit my mind and I do that by, by not being able to see myself in that light. Because regardless of what, when you lay down at night, you know everything. You know all your darkest secrets. You can't run from yourself. You can't run from your demons. You can't you can't hide from those things. So the fact that I know that is it created a self-doubt, like, am I good enough? Hmm. And I had and it took a while to overcome that. And um I actually have a line in my book. In the, in the final chapter where I say um, it was so hard for me to finish the book because I, I, I couldn't find a happy ending. And then I realized 
my happy ending is the fact that I'm still alive. <laughs> that is a happy ending right there in itself. I don't need no no success to be successful or big rich. No, I'm still alive. So my ending ain't ended yet. Yeah, this, this, this was the ended. first book anyway, right? I mean, this is only the this is only volume one. Of one. Many. <laughs> one of many. I love that. One of many. I love that, man. That's awesome. Well, here, let me maybe pivot the conversation this way then. You know, I've been now creating uh, content on online for several years and I've been trying to, you know, just keep getting better at it, kind of chip away at this. And, you know, I've gotten to a point now where a lot of these younger adults are starting to resonate with the messages that I'm putting out. And, and some of the content that we're making. And most of it's around, you know, people that are feeling lost and have a lot of anxiety, uh, especially about their future. They don't really know how things are going to turn out for them. And, you know, I've been getting a lot of views, like, you know, we, sometimes we're getting close to half a million views on, online. And, and I'm wondering, you know, is there anything that in your process now that I can share with you from what I've learned or anything that, you know, maybe sparks your curiosity around anything I can share with you um, from things that I've been up to? Um, definitely. I, I would love to hear the, the advice you give other people um, about the overcoming the anxiety. I, I would love to hear that because yeah. that's something I battle with. Um, the fear, even though I even though I have those fears, I still just go. I'm the type to just go for it. Right, right. I still get that. How do I how do I do it with a with a. With a smile. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think for me, the biggest revelation, that's uh, the reason I even talk about anxiety is because I'm someone that has always been very anxious um, ever since I was a kid. And over the years, I've learned that I have to find ways to manage that, right? Because when you get anxious, you know, your heart starts to beat really fast. You you, you feel kind of off, right? You feel like agitated and, and it almost can transform very quickly into a panic attack without knowing, right? Your breathing becomes shallow. And, and some people, when they have very severe anxiety, can also feel like they're, they're frozen in time. Like they don't, they don't think this will ever change. Like this, this state will never leave me. I mean, that's the worst of it, right? If it gets to that level, it's severe anxiety. And not everybody has that, but people have different variations of anxiety. So for, I would say for any level of anxiety, first understanding what it is, in my, in my understanding of it is, you're either stuck in some sort of a hypothetical thought process of something that may or may not come true, but you seem to believe in this current moment that this is going to happen. And if it does, how I'm going to get out of it. So it's almost like, you know that this thing may or may not happen, but you believe that it will. And now you're thinking about your next chess move, but you don't even know if that's going to actually happen, right? So you're almost playing this game that's like self-perpetuating and it causes even more anxiety because it's like, well, how do you know that's going to actually happen? Like, we don't know the future. Nobody does. So what makes me believe that that's going to happen? So there's two parts to it. One is what what has uh, been taught to me as, as, as introspection, like counter asking the question to your own thinking. So if you believe that something negative or something bad is going to happen, you ask yourself, is this true? Like, is this a true thought? What are the facts here? Is this based in reality? Or am I adding some details that may not be real? Right. So that's more of a mental game. It's almost like, you know, chopping your own thinking. It's like, oh man, like these people are going to come and they're going to shoot me up or whatever. They're going to, they're going to rob me and take everything away. What are the facts? You know, yeah. why would they do so? What would motivate them to do so? Have, have I done something wrong? You know, what is it that I've done wrong? Do I have, could I call, you know, somebody for protection if, if things went south or, you know, you know, like things like this, like, am I imagining this or is this really happening? 
you know? So that's one part of the mental piece is like really asking yourself the question, like, what is the truth? Start from there. Right. And then the other thing that really helps is you would know this because, you know, as a writer, I call it sticky note thoughts, like post-it note thoughts, you know, those little sticky Uh notes. Whenever you feel very anxious, the interesting thing is your mind is going a lot faster than you can process. And the way to slow that down is by writing. So if you're having an anxiety attack or you're starting to feel very anxious, even just on a sticky note writing down, like right now I feel very anxious that my life is not going the way I want it to. I feel really nervous about this situation and it could potentially go bad this way or that way. And you'll see as you write down, you are slowing down this process of thinking so fast because you can't write as fast as you can think. It's just not possible, right? So it's almost like a shortcut. It's like a short circuit because you're going to, as soon as you start writing, your mind has to slow down so you can write. You know, it's almost like pulling the, pulling the, 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 you know, the reins back, like revving the engine down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because to, to write you, you have to be present with it. At the end of the day, that's what I'm talking about. It's finding ways to be more present rather than being. In the moment, right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. That was my biggest battle, right? Because I'm such an overthinker. Like I can relate, man. I overanalyze everything. I done thought about a thought. I will outthink myself out of a thought. <laughs> yeah. So like, like it, it got bad to the point my kids would be talking to me and I don't even realize what they said because I'm so busy thinking about so much. So like, I've really been learning to just live in the moment and working on that. That's That's been one of the biggest things I've been working on is really just living in the moment and not thinking, not overthinking, just Think the thought and just move on from the thought. Okay, mm-hmm. while I'm doing this, let me just do this. Let me enjoy this. Like, we would go to amusement parks and I would zone out for like at least 30, 45 minutes. And like, dude, until you, you heard me? No. Sorry, what you said, son? Because it's like, I'm I'm so busy. Just my mind is just going it's 100 racing. miles out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's learning to slow it down. And then the most practical one is, you know, our mind and body are connected by what? Our breath. And exactly. if you can channel your attention to your breath, it's the primary function of our existence. So when you focus on your breathing, everything else takes the back seat. And, you know, this yeah. is something that I learned a lot from getting into meditation and learning more about yoga, which is a, you know, an Indian thing that's been around forever. I'm Indian. So when I started to experience like meditation and, and, and breathing exercises, or breathing practices, they are immediately effective. Because when you're starting to just say, okay, I'm just going to focus on inhaling for five seconds, holding my breath for four seconds, exhaling for five seconds. I'm going to do this 10 times. When you do that, you really can't go too far away. And you know, because you've decided that this is the focus point in this moment, as soon as you shift away from it, you know, you got to come back to it, right? It's like you've created this objective like a video game, right? You created this objective. We're going to breathe yeah. properly for 10 counts. And if you start to deviate away from that, you come immediately back to the objective. It's like, we're not, we're not on course. And, and, exactly. and so for some people, depending on how extreme it is, man, that has to then be a longer exercise. Like for me, every morning, it's about 25 minutes to prime myself. Okay. Mm. Some days it's 15 minutes, but on average, it's about 20 to 25 minutes upon waking. Because I even till today... I will wake up and I'm usually, my mind is already racing like crazy. I'm already having problem solving issues and I'm like waking up and I'm already like, fuck man, what, sorry. (laughs) Like, what am I, you you know, what am I doing? Why am I here? You know, what am I supposed to be doing today? You're you're not, you're not 
waking up with full abundant gratitude about like, wow, look at my life. It's so great. I'm, I'm, I'm everybody I love is alive. Like it's not, you know how people say like, that's how it should be. It's not like that for me when I wake up in the morning. So I have to yeah. then sit myself down on the ground and I'll sit in a cross-legged posture and do my meditation and then say a prayer and then really like get myself started. And at times when it's bad, sometimes I have to do that multiple times a day. You know, exactly. I don't know if you've you've experienced something similar, or if you found any other techniques that have helped you. Yeah, um, for me, I I like I like what helps me the most is believe it or not, is music. Music. Oh, that's a good one. Music and shouts. That's a good one. That's I was listening to even um a TED talk, and there was like the shower is like one of the most places you get your thoughts out. Mm. Your most creative thoughts come in the shower. That's so true. Shower time is is an interesting concept. That's I, I that's like that. You know that you know. Have you heard of cold showers being very effective for for like having a, a high thinking mind? Like jumping into a cold shower. Obviously, probably not when it's snowing out in New York, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, but like they they call it like a, almost like a cold plunge is another word they use for it. But it shocks the whole nervous system. Right to a point where it's like it can't think about this other dumb stuff now. It's like we got to exactly. be here right now, you know. Exactly. That, so that's very good. I'm glad you brought up the shower. Um, that's yeah. a powerful tool. And like for me, I, how I help get myself together, like, um, and I'm talking to a lot of the single parents right now out there. Um, that that that's probably stressed out. That that feel like I know it's overwhelming, and I know it becomes overwhelming, and. When you do this, doing this is not easy. And I salute everybody. I commend everybody doing it. I know it's not easy. And um, what, what works for me is is the, the downtimes. Make it the downtimes when early in the morning, I, I wake up before my kids and I stay up a little bit after them. I always make sure I have, that's, I find my me time. When I was in the shelter, we was in, it was one room. We was right. all in one room. There was one bathroom, one room. It was bunk beds. Um, one TV. We had one TV. And there was a little stove, one little table. And um, basically, I would go in the bathroom. I made my me time. I had to, I had to force myself me time. Hey, daddy's going in the bathroom. Let me, let me I'm, I, I just need 20, 20 minutes, y'all. Please just watch this movie for me. Let me... And I'm glad they was able to just do that for me. Yeah. And I would sit in the dark, listen to some of my favorite music, whatever your favorite thing is, and just and breathe. Light a candle. Candles is great. And just breathe and just and just breathe and just enjoy your me time. Enjoy it. Um, don't use that that time to be on social media and talking. Just enjoy your me time. And that's big, and that's, that helped really helped me overcome a lot of, it, especially in that pandemic. I, it was it was it was a lot of bad. It was a lot of hard days, and it was a lot of dark days, and that's what got me through. Yeah, you know, the only thing I would add to that is realizing when I figured this out, when I was actually going through a very rough time in my life as well, uh, I would have find it hard to sleep for more than even an hour at night at night. Uh, and I would just be very exhausted every single day for, you know, months on end. And it was really not doing me any good. And I got to a point where I would just be so busy thinking negative thoughts all day long, and it would affect me in every way possible, that I sat one night in my bed looking at the clock as it passed midnight. And I said to myself, 
this day is never coming back. And I didn't even smile today. And that's that was so deep for me that it hit me. I was like, wait a second. Like, while I'm busy sitting here thinking about whatever it is that's going on with me, and I haven't even smiled today, man, how am I going to do this for like a decade? How Do I want to live like this? And it was just a huge <laughs> yeah. moment of like, I don't want to go another day where I don't even smile once in the day. That's awful. It doesn't matter what I have to do. I'm going to make sure that I get some happiness out of this day because this is not coming back. Yeah. You know, that one yeah. really kind of started this whole journey of, you know, where I am today because that was a turning point for me. That was a turning point where I decided that I'm no longer going to just be driven by whatever automatically is going on in my head. You know, I'm, I'm going to make conscious decision to change. Uh, you learn how to be a master of life. Well, I At don't least, know. <laughs> I don't know if I go that far. <laughs> when, I, when I say that, it's like, I want to take another quick moment to thank our sponsors, Podcast Backdrops. If you do any kind of video content or pictures online or you're doing any sort of selling over Zoom calls, you really need to check them out because it will make you look professional from the get-go. Having your brand, your logo, and what you're all about behind you, hiding all your clutter, makes you look so much more professional when you put yourself out there on the internet. So check out Podcast Backdrops if you want to level up your game. One day I, one day I was just, I was somewhere. And, and somebody just, just told me you're a master of life. So when somebody say that to you, it throws you off. It throws you're you off. Intrigued. He's like, you got the, you got all the keys to your future, and you don't even know it. You control your destiny. The key to your life is in your own hand. You're the master. And I, I was like, whoa, that was deep to me, right? Yeah. Because I, I was young at this time. I'm thinking, hey, I'm really thinking everything negative. Like, I'm looking for the next person to rob. I'm looking for the next money. I, I, I had him at 17. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's about to be 11 this year. I'm about to be 29. So our age gap is not so big, you know? So I grew up with him. So, like, I, I'm in the mindset of doing whatever it takes. But that one comment hit me. Even though I didn't understand it then, now I'm understanding, like, I do control my destiny with my thoughts, with the way I react, the way I, the way I am, the way I move, my energy. Mm-hmm. That's, that was big. If I walk around upset every day, nobody's going to, nothing good's going to come to me because I'm not putting nothing good out. And I had, I had to learn all these things. And it's like, for me, I'm unlearning a lot of the things I had to learn because you realize Pretty much, I hate to say, it's bullshit. The way we are taught as 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 men, as as everything, you know, is like the way we're taught. It is it, bullshit, and you you have to learn that. And I had to unlearn a lot of things, a lot yeah. of things. Man, that's powerful. I wonder if uh, I asked you more of a maybe a deeper philosophical question, which is, you know, what do you believe you? are here for on this earth and and what do you think we're all here for um what i'm here for personally my purpose is to be a light i had many dark days and my job is to be a light for others and help them see a light in themselves the same way i had to find a light inside myself so my job is to help other people find a light in themselves Mm -hmm. and what was the second part of that what do you think we're all here for all of us humans on this ball of uh you know, atmosphere flying through the space. 
you know, in the middle of nowhere? What do you think we're all that's here, a, man? For? That's a great question. Um, everybody serves a different purpose. Everybody. We all serve a different purpose. And there's no one way to live life. There's no there's no like right way to live, actually, right? It's a it's a it's a it's a moral way. It's, it's ways with morals and dignity to live, but a right way. Because as, as many people got successful many ways, many people lived many ways and it worked for them. Mm. So the your purpose is is really whatever you find it to be. My purpose, like I said, for me is to be a light and help you find a light in yourself. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say for me, I would add the only thing is when I started to explore this concept of having a purpose, right? Because it's a, it's a, it's a question that doesn't always have one answer for everyone. And it's not a question that you can give one answer to, and it will supply you for the rest of your life. So I would, I would say that to anybody that's seeking to find their purpose, think in more immediate terms, what is your purpose now? Because it may not Mm -hmm. be that forever. Exactly. It switches. Your purpose changes. And as it changes. Yes, yes, yes. So if your purpose is changing, you know, and that's okay. Like be, be aware of that rather than trying to be like, oh, my purpose is this. And then you're hung up on when that's not happening for you or whatever. And it's like, you know, it's a point of a a contention rather than something that should be driving you. You know, I've fallen into that trap. So that's why I thought to bring it up. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, wow. That's a great point, man. So far, this has been an incredible conversation. I didn't expect, uh, you know, this was going to go where the way it went. So I'm very happy that we got to do this today. Is there anything else, Justin, that you think we should discuss before we end for today? Um, yeah, um, basically about embracing your struggles. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's all good. One second. I'm sorry. It's okay. One second. Hey, one second. I'm so sorry. Just sorry. Take Josiah, tell me something. What do you what do you think about your future? How do you wanna how do you wanna grow up and what do you think you wanna be? What would make you happy? For me, it like <clears throat> my dad is already Right? He's already making it look successful, but I can encourage him to be a like writer, like making his way up. Mm. I like it. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. No, um, please, it's okay. With the other kids. Hey, man, this is the, my my social old. media name is the Real Abinov. We talk about real things and real life situations. We're not fabricating nothing, so it's okay. Exactly. That you're exactly, a, exactly, exactly. You're a single dad so with three kids, brother. It's okay. It's like. This is the real deal. So, uh, you know, the audience will understand. You know, we have a great great audience that definitely understands. Uh, what so I was you, saying, yeah. Before I walked up, um, Embracing. Embrace your struggles. That's important. That's one of the most important things. And understand that just because you're down now, life keeps going. I lost my brother killed himself February 10th. It, it wasn't my blood brother, but this was my best, best friend. He killed himself February 10th. Um, and I just wish he knew that just because whatever dark day you got now, the sun is gonna come out. It doesn't, it doesn't rain forever. 
It's not going to rain forever. It's not It's not going to be worse forever. It's going to be good days and bad days in life. When there's good, there's bad. When there's bad, there's good. So embrace the bad and understand the good is coming. Embrace the struggle understand the good is coming. Don't give up. You can fight through it. You can fight through it. You can fight through it. I think you and, and you know what to do. Most people know what to do. That's the funny thing about life. We all, most of us have a solution to our problem. We just don't like it. Hmm. We don't like the solution. We don't like it. So we choose not to do that. You know, and, I, and, I, and I'm figuring out that life is hard, but it's simple. We complicate it, right? We complicate it by the things we want. We complicate it by social media and comparing our life to other people's. And, and understanding that we're not other people. We don't, we got to understand we're not other people. And your life is your life. Your path is your path. And it don't matter how long it took him over there to, to achieve something. If it take you 15 years, that's just your path and embrace it and, and embrace it and keep going. I love that. That's, that's so important of a message today because of social media, how we're so quick <clears throat> to compare to someone else's life when that's only a, you know, a small glimpse. It's like looking through a peephole versus looking at the big picture. You don't see the whole picture of nobody's life, right? You're and, watching the highlights of their life and, yeah. and thinking it's real life. And and don't please, like please out there, don't don't do that. Um, and just embrace it. That that's that's my main message and understanding because, like even me, it's not the I might not be in my brightest day, but most people ain't gonna know. They're not gonna they're not gonna know because at the end of the day, I'm gonna smile through it because I understand that. Guess what? Tomorrow could be a better day. Right. Guess what? My moment might be around next week. My my big moment might be next week. But if I give up today, I'll never get to next week. That's fact. So just keep fighting. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Do not give up. Right. And just to add, like, the beautiful thing about us being human is we can bring into existence a possibility that hasn't existed till now. And that can happen tomorrow. That's the biggest thing that human beings have at their disposal that we we always forget, right? Like what hasn't happened yeah. today can happen tomorrow. I think I lost yeah. your video there, but there you are. Okay, okay, I'm so sorry. It's okay. No, we're we we're getting close to wrapping up anyway, Justin. So here's what I want to do. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about the book that's coming out, the name and where they can find it and when it will be launched. Okay. Um, the book, can you, can you get me? I don't know what's going on. I got you. I hear you. I see you. All right. The book is, once again, called Post-Traumatic Streets Disorder, A Battle Within. It's going to be launched on Amazon and on my website, www.jdtheauthor.com. Once again, that's www.jdtheauthor.com. Um, the book is about my journey in elevating out the streets. Do you do you plan to do an audio version of this at some point? Yeah, yes. Eventually, I will. I will do an audio version of the book. I recommend you start a podcast, Justin. I'm serious. I definitely. I definitely. Um, you you hit me up. Gonna, we're gonna. Yeah, we're you gonna you hit me up. I'll get you squared up because you. I think you would do a lot of good by starting a podcast because it's the easiest way. First off, to get your book and audio version out there, and second, to, for you to then find other people who you admire, who you want to talk to, and also finding other people whose story that you can kind of collaborate with. I really think that's going to be a game changer for you, especially when I know because Mimi told me that you're trying to also build your social media presence. Uh, that's probably the best way for you to do it as an author, as someone who wants to speak about his journey. I think that really will be the best way. Yes. Yes. And I'm, I'm definitely going to look into all these things. Yes. And um, 
man, listen, this interview has been amazing. It's hey, really been amazing. That. Um, um, yeah, and you just in the book, you're gonna just take a journey through my life. And you're gonna, you're gonna, uh, you're gonna understand my mindset. And my main thing when in this book was basically to show you that just because you come from something, don't judge what you don't, don't judge what you don't know. Don't judge don't what judge, you don't know. I love that. Don't judge what you don't know, and um, don't don't count anybody out because you don't know what type of that who that person is gonna be, who that person is gonna become. Look at me. I'm on the verge of being the best-selling author. I wasn't supposed to make it past 18. Wow. They told me I'm not supposed to make it past 18. I'm 28 years old. So you're gonna go on the journey with me, and you're gonna you're gonna read some things. It's gonna it's gonna touch your heart. Um, it's it's gonna you probably have some tears, probably some laughs. Why did he do that? Um, you're gonna learn. You're gonna learn a lot. And I try to speak a lot of life into people. Justin, that's I my love main it, thing. Making every word count. Every everything I say, I, I want to make it count to people for the rest of my life. Because I don't know when my last second or last breath is gonna be. But I don't want to waste none on on, on meaningless conversations or meaningless things. I can't wait for the book to come out. We'll link it in the sh- in the podcast description here, so people can go click directly and buy it. Uh, so thank you, you so have much. When it come out. Hey, you, you're you're welcome back anytime, man. So hit us up, and definitely we want to help you get your podcast started. We really do. Uh, Blossom Media is a great uh, podcast studio, and they've helped me get this whole thing sorted out. So you feel free to reach out anytime. Okay. I definitely will. I definitely will. Um, follow me on Instagram underscore JD the author. Follow me on LinkedIn. I'm on every. I'm on every social media. I'm on Twitter. Facebook, follow Love me, it. add me, you can message me, you need advice, anything, I'm always open. I'm always open. I'm willing to, to, to work with anybody. I'm willing to talk to anybody. Don't 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 hesitate. And shout out to young Josiah over there in the back representing us. Thank you so much, my friend, for being a part of this episode. You're definitely the youngest podcaster I've ever had on my podcast. So thank you so much for being here. Look at that smile. I love it. You guys go have a great night tonight, okay? Have some fun. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye now. Thank you for checking out this show. I really appreciate your time and I can't wait to hear from you. If you want to give me any feedback or want to get in touch, know someone that I should put on the show, reach out to me on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, wherever you are online, you bet you can find me there. Just search for The Real Abinov. Thank you and we'll see you next time.